Welcome back to Due Diligence. Today's episode is kind of a unique one. It's the recording of a workshop I did this morning called TikTok for Startups 101. It was a workshop focused specifically on helping startups, especially tech startups, learn how to get started on TikTok. So we cover all the basics from how to get started, why you should be on TikTok. We go through some case studies. We go through do's and don'ts, best practices, common myths and misconceptions about TikTok, and a framework that I like to use for helping people get started. And because while I was presenting, I was keeping an eye on the chat and calling out questions in real time throughout the presentation, sometimes you might hear me randomly answer a question that feels like a total non sequitur, but that's what's happening. That's why it might feel a little bit disjointed. I also cut out the Q&A at the end because at the very end, some people hop on video and they ask questions and they share details about their business. So I thought, you know what, I'm just going to leave this out. But I do include a link in the show notes to the slides I used to present. So if you want to check that out, that can be a nice accompaniment to this recording that might feel otherwise a little bit disjointed. So I think I'm going to do more of these because I really enjoy doing these and there was quite a bit of demand for this. Without further ado, here's the recording of the workshop I did on TikTok for startups. All right, people are still kind of trickling in. So back to TikTok for startups. And I was introducing myself. We can kind of zip through that process. I think I already kind of said what I need to say about who I am, how I got started on TikTok. So people were asking about how to get started on TikTok. And I thought, why don't I just roll up my sleeves and give it a try? So I started posting every day for 100 days which I know sounds intense. Don't worry, you don't quite have to do that. I would recommend it if you can. It doesn't have to be 100 days. But if you do, you know, a couple times a day for 30 days in a row, just really like bash that content, experiment, iterate, that's going to be really effective. So I would personally recommend it, but you don't have to. Anyway, I got started and I was kind of following trends, but the idea was, can I make kind of funny, entertaining content about startup life? Because I didn't see a lot of startup-focused accounts. There were some, but there weren't a lot on TikTok. By week three, because I'd been posting every day, I thought, you know, why don't I just create the content that I wish existed? Why don't I start doing more educational business content? And so I uh, started doing these green screen formats. I wanted to get people interested in business and brand strategy and no venture capital. And I thought, why don't I use celebrity brands and influencer brands as sort of a Trojan horse to get people interested in the business side of things. Because I saw a lot of accounts that were talking about other things like media theory or PR strategy that would leverage the Kardashians or Taylor Swift or Hailey Bieber, what have you, and they would go viral. So I thought maybe there's a way I can use that formula and adapt it to business. And lo and behold, basically, as soon as I did that, my account went viral. The videos started to gain a lot of traction. Before that, I was getting probably a couple hundred views per video, which is like the baseline on TikTok. But then one of my videos hit over 2 million. And then I just kept going. I doubled down on that formula and I realized, oh, people are interested in business. I'm getting a lot of great feedback from people saying, wow, you really broke that concept down or this is really interesting. This is a great case study. And so I just kept going. I started to meet a lot of interesting people. I started getting organic press, like a bunch of celebrities and influencers started to follow me and reach out because I was talking a lot about celebrity brands and influencer brands. And then a few months from when I started, which was in late September, this was about January, late January, I got my first brand deal. And mind you, I'd never gone into any of this thinking I want to be an influencer. I want to be a creator. It just didn't cross my mind. But TikTok reached out, actually. So I got my first brand deal and then I got more. And then I realized I can actually do this as a thing. 
So I'm just going to keep going and I'm going to keep um, posting content. And I started to grow an amazing community. By the way, that's something that people ask me sometimes. Is it possible to grow a, a real community on TikTok? And my answer is absolutely. But it really depends on what kind of content, what kind of niche, how you engage with people. Because if you're just going after trends and going viral, you're going to actually sacrifice some of the quality and the depth of connection you can build on TikTok. And so there is a way to grow on TikTok without building community at all. And there's definitely a way to grow by building a really strong community. And I like to consider myself the second camp. So anyway, that happened and I kept going and then I decided to go full time. And so that's where I am now. And it's been awesome. Okay, moving on. Let's address the elephant in the room. Is TikTok going to get banned? I don't know, but here's what I think. Even if it does, it's not going to be today. There are a lot of nuances and complexities to how they have to implement that. That means that it won't happen anytime soon. So I still think it's worth experimenting with TikTok. And the congressional hearing didn't go so great. But to some extent, I really think it's more sort of political grandstanding and less substance. But I'm planning for the worst, right? As a creator, I have to. But here's the thing. Here's the thing that you guys need to understand is short form video is not going anywhere, right? Reels, shorts, for the foreseeable future, it is the dominant mode of content creation and storytelling. And so I think it's worth cultivating this skill set as a founder, in your team, as a marketer, regardless of what platform is the predominant one. So, okay, now that we've gotten that out of the way, why TikTok for startups? So growth is everything if you're a startup, right? And especially now with this downturn, um, with the fundraising climate, if that's relevant to you, efficient growth is everything. You need ROI. You need to be not spending more money than you're earning, ideally. If you care about growth, then you have to at least experiment with TikTok. Most startups are not using TikTok. A lot of people could be on TikTok. That applies to founders. That applies to startups. Again, I think there are a lot of B2B startups that actually could benefit from being active on TikTok that just haven't really um, cracked the code yet because they haven't become active yet. So I think a lot of startups should be on TikTok, but it's hard to know where to start, how to start. So I want to kind of break it down for you guys. Plus, TikTok can help with fundraising. If you are planning on raising, if you are especially if you're earlier stage. I'm going to share with you guys a few examples later on, a few case studies. I know quite a few startups who have been able to raise capital, not entirely off the backs of TikTok, but they were able to demonstrate some traction. It can be helpful for demonstrating that at least you have that audience. You can crack the code of distribution. You're not going to launch to crickets. Okay, why TikTok in general? I mean, if you're here, I don't really need to sell you on it, but I'll just recap. Lots of organic reach. It drives culture. You have a billion monthly active users. What does that mean? It means whoever you're trying to reach is probably on TikTok. Unless you have 20 potential enterprise clients that you need to reach and then everybody else is irrelevant. If that's the case, maybe not. If you're defense tech and you need to literally sell to like the Pentagon or something, then maybe not. But for a lot of other startups, it's relevant. That being said, it is industry specific. I can't necessarily tell you exactly if TikTok is going to be right for you. But my general philosophy is it's right for a lot more businesses than people realize. Again, because billion monthly active users, right? That's a whole hell of a lot of people. TikTok is great with the older demographics. I have, for example, I have a friend who used to be an executive at Sephora and now she has her own beauty brand. Her beauty brand is all about targeting 50 plus women. And she just creates a lot of content about beauty and skincare and our discourse around anti-aging. And she has a robust community going and she's going live all the time. And she has this wonderful dialogue with her followers. The way I think about it is even if not everybody you know is on TikTok, there are 
people from every group who are on TikTok, if that makes sense. Community building. So I want to emphasize how important it is to use TikTok, not just as top of funnel brand awareness, I need to go viral, but for building relationships with a community, cultivating a community. Once you start to add value and create good quality content, you're going to have people coming back. And those are going to form your community. And then ideally, you want to bring them to someplace else that you own a little bit more or that isn't so threatened by U.S.-China relations, but can build community and you should. Thinking about how you can deepen the quality of your community building, as well as sort of increase the top line numbers of virality and growth and followers, this is the right approach to TikTok. Most people get that wrong. They kind of go for one over the other. And then short form video, like I said, it's not going anywhere. Okay. Common myths. It's just top of funnel. It can convert. If you guys have seen those posts that go, TikTok made me buy it. They're like BuzzFeed listicles about all these products that sold out because of TikTok. A lot of those tend to be consumer products, but I've also seen that happen with apps, right? Obviously, you can't sell out an app, but um, it can drive conversions. So it can be bottom of funnel. It can be any part of the funnel, depending on the content, how you position it, price point, target customer. A lot of different factors go into that, but it's not just top of it's for B2C only. Like I said, it can be for B2B. And I'm a good example of that because a lot of my followers are in business. They're founders, operators, they're VCs. That's also why I've been able to do different brand partnerships with a lot of B2B companies because they haven't yet put in the time to build up their audiences. But I'm a good shortcut to them. My customers aren't on TikTok. A lot of people are on TikTok. So at the very least, worth experimenting. And the final one is the one I, I love. I don't want to be on TikTok because it's cringe. I don't want to be cringe. What I say to that is you don't have to do any dances. You don't have to do anything you don't want to do. And you can kind of find your own style. That's what I did. I can't follow choreography to save my life. So I never attempted. And I'm really glad I didn't. And instead, I thought, well, I'm a nerd and I like to do these crazy deep dives on these different businesses. And maybe I can do that. And by the way, guys, at the time, nobody was doing that. So it wasn't obvious that that would work. But I just thought, if I'm going to do TikTok, I have to make it sustainable and interesting for me. So that's the content I want to post. Let's just see if it works because that's what I wish existed on TikTok. And it worked. So what I would say to you is, you know, what do you wish existed on platforms like TikTok? Because there's still a lot of white space. People try to recreate types of content that already exists on TikTok because they think, oh, well, I guess that's what works. But I think that's the wrong approach. I think instead you should ask yourself, what would I find? engaging on TikTok. What would I want to see and create that? Because if you're asking yourself that, chances are other people are too. Okay, so how do you get started? A lot of people throw things at the wall and see what sticks. That can work, but I would suggest a more, a slightly more structured approach. And this is the one that I would recommend based on, just based on what I've learned. You need to start with your content strategy. What people get wrong is they start with, oh, what do I see on TikTok? What's the quintessential TikTok content? I guess I need to do that. I guess I need to follow this trending audio. But actually, it needs to start with your brand strategy and your content strategy. And that's how you would approach other media, right? Other platforms. If you were to create a medium article or your email flows, you would probably take that approach. But for some reason, people kind of throw all that out the window when it comes to TikTok and just start following trends. But actually, it should be a combination of those approaches where you're thinking about your brand strategy. You're thinking about who you're trying to reach. You're thinking about your content strategy. And then you adapt it to TikTok in a way that just makes it a little more entertaining, a little more bite-sized, a little punchier, but still it's not this massive departure from your core content strategy. It's just adapted to TikTok, if that makes sense. 
So the way I would think about the framework to start with, instead of just throwing spaghetti at the wall, is your foundation is your content strategy. And then how can you adapt that to TikTok to make it just a little more entertaining? TikTok has this thing that they say, make TikToks, not ads. This is their advice to businesses. I think it's a really good pithy way of saying it. Don't be super self-promotional. It just doesn't really work for TikTok. People can sniff it out on TikTok. And if you do self-promotion, then you also want to just have a body of work that's not self-promotional, that's that's more educational or informative or engaging in some way that's not so overtly salesy so that eventually you can introduce more promotional elements that are effective. So adapt your content strategy to TikTok and then do a mix of trends, education, and promotion. Do some trends. By the way, I really don't think you need to do any trends. I don't do trends. I don't even consume that much TikTok anymore because I know my style. I know my format. I know my audience. If you're starting out, I would actually consume TikTok kind of regularly, which shouldn't be hard because it's so insanely addictive. But I would consume a little bit just so you can get the hang of what feels native if you haven't done that yet. And I would do it with an eye towards what are businesses doing. You don't really need to do trends if you don't want to. If that's your content strategy on TikTok, if it's a little more playful and casual and fun and a little weird, then you can do that. But you don't have to. Education, I think, is a great strategy. Again, I am a little biased because I've been able to achieve so much traction and unlock so much opportunity by providing educational content. And I think for especially for a lot of B2B startups, it's going to be a great strategy to become known as the thought leader on TikTok for a particular kind of space to really add a lot of value. And then you want to have some sort of a structure. Here's where people go wrong. They throw things at the wall. They post, I don't know, like a few times and then they give up because they think, what? I haven't gone viral yet. Don't focus so much on that. Instead, have a framework. This is how I would approach it if I had to. And these are somewhat arbitrary numbers, but I think this is a pretty good starting point for most people who are like, where do I start? How often do I post? How many videos do I post? What do I post? If you're asking yourself that, here's what I would suggest. List 20 questions about your space. I'm not saying your product or your features or your company. Let's say you you sell a wearable, a sleep wearable or something. Then I would become known as like the sleep account, right? Like the sleep person. Again, these are not new concepts. This is how content marketing works in general. But for some reason, I often see a lot of brands kind of throwing all of these fundamental principles out the window when it comes to TikTok. You don't need to drastically dumb down your content for TikTok is basically what I'm saying. You can still add value. You can still be substantive, but, you know, have a mix of introductory high level content that's just giving people the one on one, the basics, and then also incorporate in some more advanced content or a series that breaks down a certain, you know, subject matter. So list 20 questions about your space. Think about your target customer, what their pain points are, how your product helps that, but also what information they need to further sort of address that pain point. People probably ask you elsewhere. What if the founder isn't a sleep expert? Well, if you're making a sleep wearable, then you probably know some stuff about sleep, right? You don't have to be this foremost authority. You just have to know more than people on TikTok. I'm not like the celebrity brand person. In fact, I wasn't even in that space. But, you know, I know how to analyze direct consumer brands and I know how to analyze pop culture. You just need to know enough to be able to provide some insightful commentary on it. And what I would say to you is if you get certain questions just in general from customers about your category, right, that you can answer, let's say you have supplements and people say, oh, can I take this supplement with this other supplement? You're probably going to have certain answers at the ready because there are probably recurring questions that you get. I would just scour all your DMs, all your customer support tickets, all your emails that you get from customers, conversations you've had 
and just start to compile a list of all of those questions. That's the first place I would start. Second thing is list 20 things that make you special. The founder, the company, the product, the origin story, what inspired the company. This kind of goes a little bit more into storytelling, which is really powerful on TikTok. So what inspired the founder to start the company? How can you tell that in different ways? What's unique about the company? What's unique about the features? This is where you actually get into the specifics of you, your company, your brand. So list 20 things there. It doesn't have to be like 20 big revelations. It can be, you know, add some storytelling, human, emotional elements to it. That can be great for, again, building community because people want to feel like that company, that business is being humanized. And they can do that if you're providing more storytelling. So that's the other bucket of content. 20 questions about your space, 20 things about the founder company product, and then find questions that people have asked in the comments of other accounts that are maybe adjacent or similar. And this is an, a nice thing because you're using other accounts that have a little more traction, but you're not copying their content. You're just going into their comments to see, like, what are people on TikTok generally asking about this topic? And then you can create videos based on that, answering some of those questions, either directly or not directly. There is a feature that is amazing on TikTok where you can take a, a comment and then reply to it with a separate video. I wouldn't necessarily do that for somebody else's. I mean, there's some etiquette there that's kind of informal, but that's another example. Or just do social listening, right? Go on Reddit, go on wherever to see what questions people are asking about something. And this is where you should start. And you have 50 ideas here. I would start to batch record a bunch of videos addressing these topics. And then if you still need ideas, I would try those same videos in different formats. So some of them can be maybe voiceover with like interesting video montages of your day or your company or behind the scenes of your company. Others can be talking head. Others can be green screen, more educational. That's kind of the bulk of what I do. Try different formats because the nice thing about TikTok is it's decoupled from the social graph and it's based on an interest graph, which means you can post the same general thing in two different ways, maybe a few days apart. And it's not going to annoy people, especially in the beginning when you don't have a lot of traction already. You can kind of repurpose content quite a bit. And then batching and processes. Again, don't be afraid to repurpose or redo content, especially in the beginning. Experiment with who is the face of your brand. It can be the founder. I've seen people do that well. It, it does take time. One of the biggest questions I got for this workshop is like, how do I do it in less time? It takes a certain amount of time, but you're going to be able to figure out how to streamline it a little bit more. You can also experiment with your in-house marketer or social media manager or community manager creating the content. One caveat there is just because somebody is good at social media or understands social media strategy doesn't mean they're going to be good TikTok talent. You can also experiment with UGC, right? Work with other creators or especially other emerging creators or maybe you even have like a customer or two among your early users who's just good at creating content. Maybe you can do something with them. So different ways to experiment. Okay, how often should I post? There's no magic number here. Consistency is really important. Like I said, I was posting at least once a day for 100 days in a row in the beginning, and then I kind of kept going. A lot of content creators are not great at being, this is very true. You need somebody who understands the strategy, but can also create content. And that's a tough thing to find, which is why a lot of people default to, well, I guess the founder, at least like they have that compelling storytelling element because they are the founder. And so the founder ends up doing it, which can be a little time consuming. So what makes good TikTok talent? Somebody who can just engage people. They seem to be having fun. They're engaging. They understand TikTok. They consume TikTok. They love TikTok or short form video, I should say. So, okay, lots of questions coming in. I'm going to get to them at the end and I'm going to try to zip through this. Okay. So be consistent. 
A lot of people say three to five times a day for months. That would be nice. That would be nice. But not a lot of startups can do that. So do your best, but be consistent and don't give up. Post at least five times a week for, I want to say, two months before you conclude this isn't working. This isn't right for us. Focus on the process, not the outcomes. Don't get so hung up on virality. Just create a certain body of content first and then see what happens. Because if you're focusing on adding value, something's going to work. All right. Um, keys to growth. How to make the numbers go up, which is the million dollar question. Consistency is really important. Like I said, if you do it for long enough and if your content doesn't suck and if it's adding value, then something will eventually break out. Value add. A big mistake that people make is they you can tell that they're focusing too much on how do I go viral? People can feel it. And also it's going to lead to shittier content. Instead, you want to ask, think about your ideal customers, even if they are not yet following you, because TikTok is amazing at finding your people. Think about your ideal customers and ask yourself, what do they need to know? What do they, how can I add value to their lives right now? What can I do to just improve their lives in just one small way right now? If that is your North Star and you're consistent, something's going to hit eventually. Uh, watch time is important. So getting kind of tactical, talking about the algorithm. Strong hooks. Hooks are really important. The same way thumbnail images on YouTube are disproportionately important because they get people in the door. Knowing how to craft a good hook is really important. For that, here's what I would recommend. Just compile a list of TikToks, save a bunch of videos that you think have really good hooks, study what they do well, and just be a student of TikTok, almost like in a Mr. Beast kind of way, the way he was like a student of YouTube. You just have to study it. And then at some point, it's going to become internalized and you're going to be able to spot it. And as you keep posting, you're going to get feedback. You're going to understand what makes for a good hook. Tight editing, make it tight. The biggest mistake people make in the beginning that's kind of just like a basic content mistake is they just go on and on and they don't get to the point and it's not compelling. There needs to be something that just is gripping about it, either because you're promising some profound revelation or information or because the storytelling is so good or there's something humorous and crazy going on. There needs to be something that keeps them hooked. Otherwise, they're just going to just takes one little flick of their thumb, right, to scroll by. So also good storytelling skills are helpful. And then timely content is really helpful. That's part of how I grew on TikTok, right? I would kind of follow certain kinds of business news. And then if Kim Kardashian was launching a skincare brand, I would be on it. Or if Glossier announced some big news because I had become known for talking about Glossier and these big D2C beauty brands, then I would hop on that because when something is really being talked about on TikTok, that's when you want to insert yourself into the conversation. So, you know, the last two weeks that might've been SVB, might've been ChatGPT, might've been the Hailey Bieber, Selena Gomez drama, whatever's relevant to your space. If you can find a way to authentically, organically insert yourself into a timely conversation, that can be helpful. Most people think being timely is just about following trends and trending audio. That doesn't have to be the case. It can be about the topics too. Best practices for short form video. Okay, like I said, strong hook and editing, make it entertaining. In my mind for TikTok, that encompasses education. So entertain, engage people, give them some sort of value and make it feel native. Number three is important. When people are just starting on TikTok, sometimes they either make it too polished. If it's too high production value and it doesn't feel native to TikTok, people are going to scroll past because it just doesn't feel that humanized. And then, like I said, add value. I'm just going to keep beating that horse because it's important and people somehow keep missing it. Don't forget SEO. So SEO is figure out what keywords you want to be known for on TikTok. Um, you want to come up when people search chat GPT prompts or whatever. 
If that's the case, then you want to make sure you're incorporating it into your caption, in the text overlay, and in your speech. Find your own style. Again, you don't have to dance. You don't have to do anything you don't want to do. You don't have to follow trends. You don't have to do it in the same format that the other person is doing it in. You can find your own way. Experiment. In the beginning, you want to experiment. Try a lot of different formats. Something's going to feel more natural to you and something's going to hit. And also it needs to feel good to you because otherwise you're not going to keep doing it. All right, let's address virality. Alex Earl, if you guys consume any TikTok, she's everywhere. Duolingo, very different example, but also a viral account. People think the value of TikTok is in helping you go viral. That's part of it, but it's not the end all be all. Plus, in the beginning, especially, you cannot force virality. I can't tell you how many times I created an off-the-cuff video. It went viral. It brought in all these new followers. It got press or whatever. And it was something I spent like a minute on. And then I can't tell you how many times I've spent literal days researching content and trying to create great series or something, and it flopped. So you can't force virality. I think some of that is just to gamify the content creation on the part of users by ByteDance. So you just need to be consistent, folks, on the process, not the outcomes. That being said, some of the tips we just covered before are going to help you optimize for virality. Quality over quantity. That's the other thing. That's the other reason I think it's a mistake to focus too much on virality is, sure, you can have 2 million followers pretty quickly by doing prank videos, but are those people there for you? Are they going to come back? Do they care about what you're selling? Do they care about what you're doing? Probably not. So quality is really important. And because TikTok is so heavily oriented around this concept of virality, people forget that quality also matters there. I don't have that many followers in the scheme of things. I mean, 100,000 is a lot, but there are a lot of accounts with a lot more followers. And after having met a lot of creators over the past year, guys, I can tell you guys that some of them don't have good quality followings and therefore they can't unlock the same opportunities. They don't have the same community. They don't have the same loyalty. Don't just focus on getting the numbers up. Focus on building good quality community and the virality will come as long as you're creating good content. Okay, do's and don'ts. Sprint to your MBA. I like to think about a minimum viable audience that once you have it, they're going to start asking you questions, engaging with your content, telling you to keep going, saying thank you for this insight. And when you have that, then you're going to find it easier to keep going because it won't feel like you're just speaking to crickets. And then they're going to give you ideas and you're going to learn a lot from them. So sprint to your minimum viable audience. That looks different for different people. But the point is, it's not hundreds of thousands of followers. It can be 5,000 followers. It can be 10,000 followers. I know that sounds like a lot, but actually for TikTok, it is pretty doable to get there. It's just unpredictable how you get there, but keep going. Um, have fun. This matters. <laughs> There's something about TikTok where people engage with content that just feels like the person is having fun. Sometimes I even think there are accounts that have blown up purely because the enthusiasm of the creator was contagious, even if they were talking about you know, urban foraging or something. So have fun because it can be contagious. And talk about things that you feel excited to talk about. Use it for listening. That's the other thing is don't think about TikTok as exclusively for growth, but think about it as it's for getting a sense of what people are saying about this topic. I actually think TikTok in a way is almost like this very crude focus group because you can go to other people's videos or your videos and see what people are generally saying and what the sentiment seems to be and what questions people are asking. And that can be really powerful. Obviously, it's not like a very rigorous sort of like sample size of people. But, you know, as a blunt instrument, it's good for understanding more about your space and what people are saying about it. So those are some of the do's. Don't. Don't follow trends with no purpose. Again, you don't have to do trends. Don't just assume that that's all TikTok is for. Um, don't make it too polished. Again, if it's too high production value, weirdly, that doesn't work. Obviously, you don't want it to be super grainy and you don't want to be like yards away from the camera, but there's a balance where it feels TikTok native. That's what you're going for. And don't focus on the outcome 
focus on the process. Tips for driving conversions, because we want actual ROI. Create a lot of value so that when you do promote something, people are engaged. Create a lot of value so that when you have a link in your bio, people click on it and you get enough followers that it becomes relevant and you're driving traffic to download your app or whatever. Um, so value first, sort of like the jab, 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 right hook, Gary V philosophy. Build a funnel, especially if you're a B2B startup, right? You have your funnel of like leading people to some gated content, you capture their email and then you nurture them with a sequence. Definitely do that with TikTok because yes, I said it's for all parts of the funnel, but it is very good top of funnel. So you want to maximize that opportunity. Try working with influencers, um, either to source content, so UGC, or to unlock distribution. So finding influencers who have a big following and partnering. Use your bio. Experiment with different things in your bio. Are you going to link to your app or to your website? Are you going to link to some sort of a downloadable asset, gated content, capture emails? Are you going to have a discount code so you can track also who's coming from TikTok? Content ideas. I'm just trying to zip through this so we have time for at least a few questions. Content ideas. A lot of people get stuck on what do I start to post? I've given you the framework, but here are some more examples. You can share fun facts about your industry or your space. You can share your founding story. You can share tips and tricks that are just like little bite-sized fun things. Product demos. Look at how you can use generative AI to do X, Y, Z, and then you show them a little demo using your product or something. Case studies are great. I do a lot of green screen stuff. You can also do that with some of your customers, right? Ask for their permission, create case studies and then share that in a series. Trends, again, you can do trends, not just like, you know, dancing trends or whatever, but it can be topical things that are just trending. Education about your industry. I've already said that. Behind the scenes footage, this is a good one. If you can, gather some, especially like on the days where you're in the office, if you have an office, or maybe you're the founder and you want to do a day in your life as a startup founder. That kind of thing can be nice because it just humanizes the company, takes people behind the scenes, makes them feel involved. Okay, some case studies. These are three of my friends who have been able to gain traction on TikTok for a crypto startup, a mental health startup, and a creator economy startup. They have been really smart about leveraging the platform to gain traction. And also, I want to say all three of them use that to raise funding. That is it for this recording, guys. There's actually a Q&A section that comes shortly after this. That's why I got a little bit cut off at the end. I chose to leave that out, but I did leave a link to the presentation in the show notes. I hope this was helpful. I will see you guys, talk to you guys, chat with you guys on the internet next time.